Welcome to episode, I think it's episode 120 that we're on now. Uh, I'm joined by two good friends, Laura and Thomas. So hello, guys. How are you both doing? Hello. Very hello. hot. Yes, very, it's, very hot. Uh, it's, uh, it's sweltering heat in Ireland and UK at the moment. It's, uh, I don't think I've ever uh, experienced heat like this in Ireland. Yeah, so, so Thomas, you, you always like, complain about the weather in Ireland. What, <laughs> what is your opinion now? What have you to say about the weather in Ireland now? Everybody complains about the weather that in Ireland. True, so but that is true. I was going to say, yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> okay, that is true. So Thomas, what, I mean, what do you we say about the weather? Six, we went from 16 degrees to 27 degrees in the span of two days. I mean, it's a bit ridiculous here. That That is true. But I mean, we, we are still complaining about the heat now when we've been waiting for it to now. But anyway, it's, uh, it, it's good. That's uh, you know we have some good weather. We can be outdoors again. And um, yeah, well, it, it did cause me to uh, to not play that many games because as well, yes, this good. You, Same, you yeah. Don't yes. sit inside. Behind that's the why there's there's only one game each. I think so far. That's um, because again the same. I haven't played. Uh, many games with this weather. Now we will talk about a possible way we can play more games maybe next year, uh, with a new handheld device. But yeah, and again, my condolences to you guys that we found out that both England and Netherlands football teams are losers. So my apologies. <laughs> uh, hope you guys are feeling okay yeah, after did, your defeats. Uh, how did Ireland fare? <laughs> the last game that we played, we won. So mm. we are winners. And then what, based what, on the... what happened after that? Oh, that was a friendly, the last game we played. Mm. But going yeah. by the most recent results, Ireland won the last game. I mean, sure. it was against Andorra, but still we won that match. Uh, so. yeah, well done to you. <laughs> and we nearly lost that match, but we didn't. Oh, we, okay. we came back. So. Yeah, well done. Um, anyway, uh, shall we begin talking about adventure games? Yes. <laughs> Uh, gaming so, in general, I guess. Or yes, because we have some news for gaming in general, um, which will be interesting. So, Laura, to start us off with, I know that uh, Thomas and I said, and you as well, that uh, we, with the good weather, it's now very difficult to get in front of our PC to play games. But uh, that might uh, that might be helpful. It might be something that might help us with that um, coming very soon. So. What can you tell us about uh, this new thing? Yeah, so this is something that Valve, who obviously are behind the digital PC gaming platform Steam, they've come out with just very recently. It's called Steam Deck. It's their kind of a PC handheld answer to the Switch. They're touting it as it's coming out this December. So actually not not far away. And the idea is it's a handheld gaming system called Steam Deck. And it's sort of, I guess, like a portable PC because, um, you know, it, you're going to be able to plug it into your monitor or into um, some kind of TV system. It's got, it looks pretty chunky. It looks pretty big. Mm. And it, basically the idea is it will, you can play every game you've got in your Steam library, but portably. And it's, I think the basic one is going to be about $400. It's got 64 gigabytes of internal storage. Uh, you can upgrade it, I think, for like more storage if you want. And so, yeah, I mean, a lot of people have been talking about this as kind of like a, an answer to the Switch, but I see it more as kind of, it's just a, it's a portable PC, basically, isn't it? Mm. It's, it's, I think it's different in because of the games you're playing. And I, I don't know, I think it's, it's definitely a really interesting idea. I would say Valve haven't got a great track record with hardware in the past. It's not gone so well with them. Although I think the people who did buy their sort of gaming consoles have been pleased, but it didn't really catch on. But I wonder if this will a lot more, especially when people maybe go and, you know, start commuting a bit more mm. and 
get out Traveling. of the houses. Um, yeah, I don't know what you guys think about it. Well, I already reserved my coffee. You did? Okay, so you're... <laughs> I, yeah, no, I hope it's good because, um, as, as we mentioned, with the weather being so good, you know, I, we're not in front of our PCs as much now. But I think if we had a portable d- device like this where we could continue to play our PC games uh, outside or traveling, then I think we could continue to play games. It could uh, be really good. And one of the um, options is, uh, one of the more expensive options is... Uh, I think an anti-glare screen, a, a protective anti-glare screen. So you can okay. then play it outside, like I believe like a Kindle or like a um, re- reader tablet. Um, so it, I, I, I mean, as you said, it's, you know, Valve might not have the best, uh, <laughs> I don't know, history with hardware, but you know, it, it could be good. It's, uh, I'm hoping it'll be good. I'm hoping that it's what they say that what they say, I believe that, uh, it's, it's, I believe it's true that if you're playing a game on your PC, and it's in your Steam library. You can continue playing that game from where you left off. Yeah, you would hope. Because otherwise, that would be rubbish if you had to start it again. Yeah, because you of the cloud saving. Between, yeah. So that's what they mentioned, um, at least when on their Steam page. But yeah, I, I mean, it could be good. It might not work. Well, I suppose it depends on people's circumstances. As you said, like this past 18 months, it mightn't have been much use. A lot of people for stuck in their homes a lot. But once we start to commute and travel again, you know, I can imagine if I'm going, if we're going on a six to 10 hour plane journey, you want something to keep us entertained. This could uh, be really good. We, as long as the game doesn't require Wi-Fi, we could continue uh, playing it, I imagine. That's another thing, though. Will it need Wi-Fi, like, uh, for the well, achievements and that? Well, the Switch doesn't necessarily need Wi-Fi, as long yeah. as you make sure you got your games installed before you go yes. on the road. And I assume this will be the, the same thing. At least it's got a powerful mm. CPU in there which would actually make it interesting because my computer, my PC, is in dire need of replacement. <laughs> and uh, what, I use it, what I use it for is gaming. Most, mm. most of the things I use it for is gaming. It's going to be a difference if, I, if, I have to, if I'm going to buy, like I could buy a Steam, a Steam handheld for about a third of the price that I would need to spend on a gaming PC. Mm. it would actually allow me to play games that I could not play on my PC. Sure. Yeah. And I think that is a benefit. And I think we talked about this with like Mac users as well, who obviously mm. uh, just get a raw deal all yeah, round yeah. for gaming, really. <laughs> and you have to question if you are a gamer, why do you have a Mac? But um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? Um, Macs, Macs are not made for gaming. No. no. <laughs> everything else, but not. It's very weird, isn't it? Um, but anyway, that's a whole other topic. Um, but yeah, this could be great for them. I think for me, and I've said, I was saying this to you guys, I think it sounds mm. like a great idea. I think just for now, I think that price tag would put me off. I can get why it is that price tag because of what mm. it offers. Oh, definitely. It is. Because, it is pricey. <laughs> yeah, it is. But also like it's offering a lot, but it's also not offering a lot in that it is offering it's just the games that you already have in your yeah. Steam library and but i think it, and, and another question i was talking to um a, a guy uh, who was a, a game developer he was sort of saying are these games going to be optimized for this steam deck because the a lot of the games are obviously going to be ones that are, are meant to be that played on true. the desktop and how that works <laughs> i don't really know about, all about that kind of side of things so it's pro- i'm sure valve would have given some thought to that it's not like they're like oh well it'll yeah, be fine that's you know but how <laughs> one it, how second to work? another yeah yeah because yeah, these games are not meant to be played on a handheld gaming device most of them that's that's a good point that's a very good I, point. i mean i find it a bit difficult to gauge how how big it actually is yeah yeah, because it does well, look quite uh, big. But if it's if it's the same size as a Switch, I must say that uh, I'm playing Subnautica Below Zero on the Switch, 
and I don't think they adjusted um, like text on it. Okay. So sometimes it's a bit hard mm. to read a certain text on the on the. Thing. I th I think what it what this is going to be is ex the exact game on a sh mm. on a on a smaller screen. Yeah. If that screen is too small for certain games, that yeah that that is to be seen. However, uh, I like playing on the Switch, so I have a feeling that I would also like playing this. Yeah. With this thing, and yeah. especially if this will allow me to play certain games that I can't play right now. Yeah, it could be a good option. Again, it, I suppose it depends on people's personal, you know, circumstance. Um, but yeah, no, those are good questions uh, as well. Or like, are games optimized to play on this? Because yeah, to play because you need games that are, that can be played with a controller. Yeah, yeah. This, well, th that's, that's true as well. Not all games, not all games have that. So I mean, what's, yeah. what's that going to be like for adventure games, for example? Because a lot of them are obviously point and click. Obviously, they do. Obviously, most of them now on Steam yeah. give you options to use controllers. So they're oh, what about text only games mm. as well? Yeah. I, I I think they have something that's like a mouse. They said um, for for, okay. the for not for the for the Steam Deck or something that feels like a mouse, like to so you can point and click and move the cursor. But yeah, no. I, I, now the reason that uh, I don't know if I already said this, but yeah, that, that they said it'd go out on sale in December. Uh, but then I saw that the next time they said it would be available is quarter three, twenty twenty two. At least for the two more price, you know, more expensive options and the ch cheaper option, cheapest option is available. They said the next one, next batch, I think quarter one, twenty twenty two. So already there seems to be a high demand. So. <laughs> Yeah, um, I can imagine because I mean, if you just think about how hard it's been to get hold of a PS5 um, yes. for people, I don't know if it's going to be quite as hard as that, but some people are still trying to get Waiting, these, yeah. which is madness. So I think it, there's a complete shortage in general with sort of console hardware. So well done, Shorsha, in, in reserving. <laughs> Maybe I should have reserved one. I'm, now I'm thinking, should oh, I have I, reserved I, it? <laughs> you see, I don't know, because as what you say with the questions you have, you know, yeah. will it be good? Will the games be properly think, optimized? Yeah. But then again, you got to think that Valve, like, surely like, they know what they're doing, right? Yeah. I mean, they don't want to do something that would uh, ruin their reputation for Steam, you know, that... Uh, and you get, but, uh, you, you get a carrying case with it. Yes. That's that's kind of decent. Yeah. yeah. And I yeah. believe the, the most expensive option, as I mentioned, has an anti-glare, which I think should allow it to be played outdoors. Is that, um, that, that what you went for? Yes. My bank account uh, I will not be happy. Say. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was because I, I was holding off and holding off and holding off, but I thought, you know what? I'm not actually traveling anywhere yet. Mm. So I think I can afford it for now and then just don't go on holidays. Well, I suppose you've not, this year. You haven't had to pay up front, have you? You just pay. Like, no, it's just reserved it. Yeah. They, they, yeah. What they said is once, to, once it's available, then you'll yeah. pay for it. And if that's not until quarter three, 2022, then... It really um, looks as if but... they took an Xbox controller and a Switch and they smashed it together. Yeah, that's <laughs> true, actually. Uh, but yeah, no, we'll say more about it. I mean, once we, once we actually get once I get it, I'll be able to speak more about it because um, I was also thinking, should I get the VR set? I don't think I will now after I got this. I was going to say, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't think I would be consoles. able to afford. There are too many. There's that Playdate oh. thing as well. I don't know if you saw that. That's What's been that? out for a while. That's like a little handheld console as well. By Is um, it? Panic, the people who made, uh, who published Untitled Goose Game, but they've done, I think they were also part oh. of um, Firewatch, I think. I might be wrong. But yeah, they, it's a, basically, it's a little, it's a very, very different to the Steam Deck anyway, but it's more like okay. kind of. <laughs> 
it has got a little handle that you it's a little, got a little crank that you turn um and uh, it looks very well made but it's it's more in the kind of indie side of things i think okay and it's basically just subscription gaming so they've okay. teamed up with some indie developers and every week you'll get a new game so you just sign up to a oh, package. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very different style to this. Yeah, which yeah. Is much more mainstream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, that sounds interesting. Yeah, oh, there you go. Okay. That's what I mean. There's all these different things coming there's out. Too many. The Switch upgrade coming out in October. And yeah, anyway. <laughs> well, well as soon as we can get it, we will speak more about it. <laughs> well, this could be a very, very, very serious competition for the Switch because. Yes, true. Yes. Most people, I think most people who will get this will have a massive Steam library. Yes. Yeah, and and a lot of these games are um, cheaper on Steam than they are on mm. Switch, except for the Nintendo exclusives, of course. Yeah, so it's, it's a good it's, excited for it for you know venture games because Steam has a lot of those kind of yeah. cheap games. So if it means you can play more of them out and about, if it maybe we yeah. get more people interested in those kind of games, who knows? Yeah, absolutely. If you can you play, know. if you could play it, as you mentioned, commuting to work on the tube or the train or the bus or uh, if you're not in your home, if you don't have like, you don't have your big chunky PC that I have, but you still want to play PC games, uh, you can, it's, it's an option. You can just bring this handheld home or to the other place and, uh, and continue playing them. So we, so I suppose, you know, we'll keep our, our minds open. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, I've already reserved, so I'm really hoping it's good. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that is the Steam Deck. You can reserve it from now, and we will include, uh, I guess, the store page as well in case people want to go through the different options and see the features and that, and then make up your own mind. So, uh, but thank you, Laura. Um, you've cost me a lot of money this week. <laughs> <laughs> yes, no, no thank you. Uh, thank you. Ho- hopefully, it'll it'll be a good thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and also another uh, news item that you shared with us, Laura, yes. which is also find very interesting, is about Netflix. Uh, what can you tell us about? What did you read about this? Yeah, so this is interesting, and I found a, a bit more about it as, as from the oh, thing I cool. sent you as well. But basically, yeah, so Netflix are basically looking to crack into the video game market. Obviously, at the moment, it's uh, TV uh, series and films that they stream. They've put this job listing out, and, and they're saying that they, they want video games to be part of the streaming service too and what that kind of means is it doesn't mean that like they have with tv tv and films at the moment that you know like games that are already out there are going to be on the service so it doesn't mean like it's not going to be like a streaming service for games because god knows how they'd arrange that with all the different like companies and platforms <laughs> yeah there, there, is a, be... there already is a service like that. yeah yes uh... um for different like there's playstation now which is streaming but obviously mm. it's with Sony rather than with Netflix. I think the idea is is um, they're looking, they've got their new Netflix interactive department and, and they're sort of seeing it as a way to include more game style things on the service. So um, a job listing that they put out um, gives an example that uh, of games that Netflix produced as Black Mirror Bandersnatch, yes. which I don't know if either of you... Uh, I did. Yeah. yeah. Which I wouldn't say, I mean, in a way is a game because it's like an FMV. It is kind of, yeah. I mean, you've, it's an FMV. You make choices yeah. on how the, it, the, the, the character <laughs> proceeds. So uh, I think yeah. 
that's what they're they're looking to do. So it's not going to be that you're going to have uh, like video, like Call of Duty. And yeah, their own games. It's, I it's think. their own games. It's in house. It doesn't mean it'll all be in house. I think they'll probably be asking for pitches from developers, but it'll be there. It'll be only brand uh, games that you can play on there. So you're not going to be playing them elsewhere. I presume, unless they're you know exclusive for some time, and then maybe they go elsewhere, yeah. uh, as happens with other things. But yeah, I think what's up the Netflix has sort of said, let's crack into this market a bit and yeah. do something a bit more interactive yeah. and do something a bit experimental and see where it goes and i think it could be really interesting um i mean they've all read they've also uh, i believe licensed the stranger things game uh that was their first game like official game that they yes. have licensed to another developer and i think if this works again this could be really interesting because you imagine all the tv series and all the movies that they have and it could have tie-in video games as well like you know you can imagine with um I don't know, pick a TV series on Netflix, uh, I don't know, Umbrella Academy or, or as you mentioned, Bandersmatch, uh, Black Mirror or any other TV series that you could have an actual game uh, to tie in with. It also kind of makes sense because the Netflix CEO has said that, uh, at least for him, their main competitor is not the other streaming services, but it's Fortnite. <laughs> And it's uh, video games. Now, again, I'm sure other streaming services will have something to say about that. Yeah. Um, but it's also a way for Netflix to differentiate themselves from Disney Plus and Amazon and Hulu and all these other streaming services. So, again, if they do it properly, I think it could be good. I mean, again, it might not work because if, they, if it's just a money-making scheme. But, I mean, Netflix have lots of money, and I think that this is something they do want to get right. So, uh, you know, I, I think it could, it could also be really interesting. And if mm. it's another option, and I know that it's so they can get more subscribers, you know, from the gaming market. Uh, but it's just, it's, it's just the, the execution, isn't it? Exactly. It's like that, they, that's they the have main thing. Got someone from EA on board. I yes. think an executive. So Mike obviously Virgil, I believe. Yeah. Who get the uh, industry, you know, it's just whether they can, it's really hard to tell, isn't it? Whether this yes. is going to be something or not. It could just be a little, experiment and it kind of falls short and then they do away with it after a year or it could be something yeah. big it really depends what they how they execute it i, I mean because we have had uh you know google have tried to get into the gaming market with a google stadia which didn't exactly work yes, out amazon and disney tribe tried before for yeah. 20 30 years it's, and they, you know, yeah. this is the thing these they they just think it's just like another market they can yeah and into, but these are really huge companies that's own thing i don't think Hopefully Netflix realises that. Yeah, yeah. hopefully. I mean, I think if anybody could crack it, it could be Netflix. I mean, they cracked the TV series, the streaming and yeah. uh, movies. And uh, it's uh, also, I, I mean, if this works out well, then who knows what could happen? Because I believe that it's possible. I think it definitely will happen. But it's possible within five or ten years, they could have uh, VR or something like that. You can imagine Netflix having VR or something or streaming. Or if this is, if this is, uh, successful, then you can imagine Disney Plus and Amazon and Hulu and these other streaming services just trying it out as well. And they might try and VR or something. Again, you mm -hmm. know, we shall see. So uh, I'm hoping it'll work. I'm hoping it'll be successful, but we shall see. Yeah. Um, so we'll have a link to that. Uh, so now we can talk with some actual games. <laughs> About half an hour into the episode. <laughs> um, but Ken Williams' new game. So remember we mentioned that Ken Williams announced that he was making a new adventure game. 
Uh, I don't know if you guys remember, but there was one guy on Facebook who said he, he hoped that this game would be available on floppy disk. And yes. <laughs> all I can say is, God bless this man. <laughs> uh, now, again, there are people, I'm sure, who are thinking this might be a retro game. And it still might be. However, we found out a little bit more about this game. There were certain news, certain rumors um, going about. So I, I did get in contact with Gannick. I did ask him and he confirmed it to me that his game will be in VR. So it'll be available for Oculus. Now, it's optional that uh, he's planning on releasing it for Windows, Mac, and VR Oculus. Uh, he said it's still a while to go that they're still working out some you know, chinks in the game and that. But he's personally really excited about it, that he's looking forward to sharing more information about the game, that he's, you know, he's excited about it. So I think that's really good to hear that because Ken Williams is not someone. And again, I think we can safely say he doesn't need to make games for the money. He doesn't need to um, do all this hard work just to make money because he's, you know, he could retire, he could relax. But if he's doing this, it's because he's personally invested and excited about it. Yeah. So and I think it makes sense because Ken Williams has always been innovating. Ken well, Sierra's always been innovating. So Again, for me, it makes sense. Of course, it's going to be VR. Uh, for if Ken Williams is involved, you know, I think of course he's going to do it. He'll try something relatively new. Yeah. And true. try. I mean, VR is still out there. It's been out there for a few years now. But I think. I mean, if Sierra were still around, run by Ken Williams, they might have owned the VR market. Um, but um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to this. Um, we still don't know much about what the game actually is. But what do yeah. you guys think? <laughs> I mean, when, it, when you first said that, I thought you meant like only VR. And I was no, like, well, that, that'd be a shame. Yeah. But um, yeah. yeah, as you say, why not? May as well try it in a new, as long as it doesn't, new as format. long as it makes sense of VR, then yeah, I'm not, I'm not against it. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, Thomas, as our uh, Sierra fan, <laughs> I mean, I was Sierra fan, but you've uh, longer than I have. What, what's your opinion on this? It's hard to give an opinion on something True. you haven't seen. So <laughs> yeah. I, I True. trust, I trust uh, his instincts and, um, I'll I'll see I'll I'll have I'll have an opinion when I have something to have an opinion about yeah. because right now there is not enough information and I'm just happy that he's uh, making back a in the gaming business again. Yeah, I mean I I don't think I'll be playing it in the VR version because I don't think I'll be able to afford a VR. Oh, I think that's fair enough. Um but I think it's you know like, again if it's a way to get more adventure games out there um and to innovate then I'm all for it. Again, we shall see. We, could, we, we haven't seen any screenshots. We don't know anything about the plot. We don't know anything about the style of game yet. So they are kind of drip-feeding more information. But at least, you know, it seems to be something that he wants to make. Uh, you know, Ken Williams has good form. He has good <laughs> good, good instincts before. So, yeah, so uh, does Roberta. So. And Roberta. Um, and hopefully she'll be more involved in the game in the future as well. So... Uh, so that's Ken Williams' new game. And another game that I found to be really interesting is Unknown Number, a first-person talker. So I don't know if you guys have heard about this. I haven't, no. Uh, um, this, uh, I, uh, well, I first found out on Adventure Gamers, and then I reached out to the developer and I got chatting, and I'm, I'm also really excited about this game. So this is a voice-controlled game about fighting climate change. Uh, and it's experienced entirely through a series of quote-unquote real interactive phone calls. So you use your voice throughout this game. So there are two eco-warriors who have broke into um, an abandoned oil rig, and they need your help. So you need to talk, sing, whisper, and shout your way through this audio-led experience and use voice commands. So you need to solve puzzles, so you need to... Uh, for example, listen to see if you can find out what the codes are and say the code for a password. 
You need to imitate people, as I said in you, Laura. Um, you need to imitate a female guard, I think, in the game. So for you, you should be able to do that. But for people like me and Thomas, who have, you know, deep voices, oh, we'll man. have to try. <laughs> deep masculine voices. Mm. We, yeah, my voice we, is so deep. We, we have to try and talk like this. I, well, I don't know. I probably suck at that. For, I'm probably calling Laura. So, Laura, can, you, uh, can I use your voice? <laughs> um, but now the developer sent us uh, a clip of the game where he explains a little bit about uh, one of the puzzles in the game. So, um, so here is a clip of the game. So I'm just going to run you through a puzzle that comes in at a very early stage of Unknown Number, a first-person talker. For this puzzle, your two co-conspirators, Amanda and Ethan, are trying to take a lift down into the heart of a creepy abandoned oil rig. I wish you could see this, Casey. A decaying forest of rusted machinery. They've battled waves. Hold on! They've dodged police boats. Look! There! Now they need a name for the lift keypad before they can get it going anywhere. So they call you up and direct you to a website that has a list of all the security guards on duty. I need you to look on the website at slygoil.com. That's slygoil, S-L-I-G-O-I-L. Then, after a kerfuffle with a lone guard... You knocked him out. They're ready to break in. As you can hear, no time for chit-chat. Just give us a name of one of the security guards. So I'm looking at the website and I can see the list of guards on duty and I say Trent Keen. Alright, good. Try Trent Keen. No, 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 try another. It's too long. So I need a shorter name. So I would say Peter Tank. Okay, got it. Try Peter Tank. No, that's too long. Uh, anything else on the list? Well, if I'd been listening carefully, I would have noticed that both names failed at the seventh key input. So it must be a name with six letters. So I say, Hope Lee. Okay, got it. Try Hope Lee. That's it. <laughs> Great. Right. We're in the lift. Give us a couple of minutes. We're heading up into the heart of the chocolate factory. This is the very beginning of your journey in Unknown Number, a first-person talker. If you liked what you heard, the game will be out in early 2022 on mobile and on PC. Well, we, we've had games that are controlled by blinking, so I'm not, yes, that's true. not really a stretch for when it comes to that. I'm actually surprised it hasn't been done. Yes. It's, uh... And I'm intrigued about the idea it's about stopping climate change um, and how that's going to sort of yeah. tie, tie into it. Where, where, where I mean, it's a, it's an interesting concept. So yeah, I'm 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 very I I like these kind of interactive games where mm. it's kind of it involves you to have to you know sort of ARG type games, alternate reality games. So yeah, this is right up my street. I hope to speak to the developers pretty. Soon, well, hopefully in the new year, in early 2022, at the time the game is out, I hope to have them on the podcast uh, so they can tell us more. So, yeah, that is Unknown Number, a first-person talker. And finally, a game uh, as well. It's not actually really an adventure game, but it's made from an adventure game by an adventure game company, Daedalic. Uh, they, uh, they reveal some gameplay footage of their new game, The Lord of the Rings Gollum, where you get to play as Gollum. 
and um, they showed some uh, some footage and they said some of the locations that you will go through and that it will take place uh you know, other events that were not mentioned, or I believe that may have been mentioned in not the books, but you know, the appendices or something. Okay. And they yeah, will yeah. play more that you, apparently Gollum went to, was it Elrond? Uh, where the elves were? I had no idea, but apparently we get to know more about the backstory of Gollum and we get okay. to play as him. Uh, it looks fantastic yeah. from the gameplay and it is, uh, it's more a stealth adventure. Yeah. But, um, but again, I'm really curious to know how this will be. Uh, and it's supposed to be out in autumn or fall 2022 on PC, PS5, PS4, Xbox Series, uh, Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch. And the Steam Deck, possibly. And the Steam Deck, possibly. <laughs> <By then. laughs> okay, so quite a bit of news there. Now we can get to the games that we've actually uh, been playing. Laura, you played uh, a game. I don't. I can't. I'm not even sure how I can make a joke about this. So to Quill, <laughs> give you enough time. That's a first. <laughs> oh, please it's... don't let it be your last. No. <laughs> no, I'm sure I'll have. Uh, I'll have something later on. I'm but sure you will. The, the magnificent truffle pigs. Yeah. Uh, so this, yes. Yeah. It's uh, it's got nothing to do with truffle pigs. I'll just say. Aww. I think a lot of people think it does, but it's uh, it's very much to do with metal detecting. And the, there's a reason why it's called truffle pigs because you find out that someone who was a metal detector, they when they did it with their friends, their dad gave them this nickname, and that's why it's called that. Um, but uh, it's sorry. It's, what is yeah. a truffle pig for those of us who d- oh, may not so know? Oh, so a truffle. It's just a pig <laughs> who searches for truffles. So you okay, know, truffles are very rare. <laughs> Um, t- t- artisanal food that um, pigs. It's a delicacy. Yeah, p- pigs oh, are, um, sniff or out in the out in the earth and so po- posh pig. Well, they're just trained to do it. You know, they've got special noses and they can smell these truffles and then the farmers sell them off. And I guess the, mm. the idea is it's kind of a bit like we're metal detecting because you're looking for treasures in the ground. So I think that's where it comes from. Okay. Yeah, there's no pigs. There's no pigs. Okay. Uh, well, sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. There you go. Um, but yes, you, so it's a first-person metal detecting. I would say walking simulator. I know I, it, some people don't like that term, but I mean, it is it's an easy way of describing mm. kind of what what's going uh, on. Exploration here. game. Yeah, but yeah. E- exploration. But yeah, yeah. Walk, walk, walking simulator. We all know what it means. Yeah, <laughs> so. exactly. Uh, and it's set uh, it's set in the in the English countryside. You play this guy called Adam who you get this call um from a kind of long lost friend beth who you haven't been in contact for a while she says um there's this farm in this uh, his childhood village called stanning and um it's being sold up so uh, and these builders are going to come in and sort of get rid of the land and everything and um so she's called him up to say do you want to have like one last kind of weekend where we hang out and do metal detecting um and sort of catch up again uh, like they used to and like she used to with other friends as well so he kind of decides to um and you find out a bit later as it goes on that she's actually as well hoping to find this other side um she found this uh, i think it's an earring she she found uh, a long time ago when she was a child metal detecting in in the countryside in in that farm and she's hoping that she can try and find the other half of it because the first half she found she got a little bit of fame she got some money from it and she's kind of thinking why don't we though get together you know what if we could find the other half that'd be great fun 
Um, so they get together and um, it's it's interesting the way they do it because you do have to metal detect. Um, and basically, you never actually see the characters of Adam or Beth. Like I said, it is first person, but you are always talking to her on a walkie-talkie. So it's a bit reminiscent of Firewatch. On Firewatch, yes. Um, very, very much got that Firewatch feel because you're in the countryside, you're in nature, you're talking on walkie-talkies. You know, there's, it's just you chatting to a friend. So it has got that Firewatch feel in that sense. Um, and you go along, you... You tap, I think it's E, to bring up your metal detector and you can see it swinging across on the ground. There's a radar at the top of the screen and when it starts bleeping more um, and it starts to, I think, go from green to red, then that means, you know, you're near an item and then you stop and you dig it up. Uh, you snap a picture, send it to Beth and then you have a little chat with her about it. Um, now, a lot of the items you find are like junk. Um, <laughs> it's just like bottle caps and things, but each time mm. it's it's different things, which is kind of cool. Um, and the the game, I think it's over five days it, it goes over, but it's not real time. It's, you know, each day I was think might take you half an hour. It's quite a short game. It took me about two and a half hours um, to play um, start to finish. So you could play it in an afternoon. And yeah, it's a, it's a very relaxing pace. You, you, you know, you're going about, you're having a chat. It's got really nice kind of chilled sound effects of, you know, birds whistling in the air, kind of a nice um, relaxed kind of uh, piano riffs and things like that. So it's, it's and a very beautiful graphics as well. Really, really um, beautiful 3D graphics. Of I would say it's mainly just fields and trees and, you know, hills and <laughs> things like that, but it's all rendered very nice. And the idea is you know the story kind of builds and you're thinking or you know you feel like oh there's going to be some twist or or something's going to happen here and it doesn't ever quite land is is the the problem Mm. i would say um okay it's it's it wants to be and a bit i would say a bit like with firewatch where at the ending with firewatch and and most people i know have been a bit like oh his firewatch was great but that ending was a bit like "Mm." and i think this is sort of the same in that you're expecting some kind of big twist. You're, I was expecting her to like, I, I don't want to give too much away, but I was expecting something to, to, to come from, from them doing all of this or something to be revealed. Something is revealed, but I don't know. I don't know if it's just because the characters also aren't that likable, I would say. Um, Beth kind of just talks about herself all the time and, and, um, Adam is kind of a bit needy and obsessive. Mm. So <laughs> whilst they're acted very well, I mean, um, I think, uh, it's, um, the guy from Doctor Who, uh, who's, who acts in Doctor Who, yeah, Arthur Darville, who's mm. also in DC's Legends of Tomorrow, um, plays Adam. Uh, and Lucy Fish, uh, who's another actor who's done quite a lot of different work as well as Beth. It's also, I mean, it's got good pedigree in terms of its developers. So the lead designer of Everybody's Gone to the Rapture is in, is in there's work. So you can tell. Oh. Yes. Yeah, so you can tell with what, how it looks. Cause it does remind me of Everybody's Gone to the Rapture, which also was a very beautiful game. Um, so it has got that pedigree. Um, I just think on the story, it lets itself down a bit because, mm. you know, it really, if, if what you're doing and all I will say with the metal detecting, while that is fun, that's very repetitive as well. Like it's, you, you don't ever go to any new, you, you go to different parts of the farm, but it all kind of looks the same. It sort of feels like the metal detecting is on rails in the sense that I don't think there are particular things you find in a particular part of the field. I think it's based on you'll find one thing, then the game will time a certain amount of time, then it will say you found another thing, if that makes sense. Mm. I think it's okay. artificial. I, that's the feeling I yeah, got. Yeah. And other people that were watching as I was streaming it were saying the same thing. It didn't feel like... It wasn't like a procedural thing where things popped up and it was all random. I think it's all very much planned. So that kind of takes the fun out of that element a, a bit. And if you're doing that for five days... it. 
it really needed something more. And that was the only problem. The story, I just think, wasn't strong enough, unfortunately. Very beautiful game. It is at least only very short, two and a half hours. So, you know, I think yeah. it's worth playing to to see, to enjoy that experience. But I, I wouldn't say it's quite up there. It, you know, it just needed to be a little, little bit sharper and, and just have a bit more to it, really. Yeah, no, I mean, from what you're saying, that, um, you know, Firewatch, I'm like, okay, yeah, I mean, I love yeah. that game. And I still have to play Everybody's Gone to the Rapture, but I do have it in my Steam library, and I've heard some really good things about it. But, yeah, I don't know, I suppose there's some, you know, the story doesn't... I suppose, you know, it's, it's a tricky thing with um, characters or not, because I guess developers and writers, they want to make, you know, realistic characters, and not just goody-two-shoes, which I think can be interesting. And the example I will always give that's done really well is Gabriel Knight. Sure. That, you know, he's, um, you know, chauvinist, he's sexist, he's kind of really a horrible person to be getting, but because of his backstory, we learn more and more about him. We, we become, we, we become to care about him more and like him more, despite how he treats, you know, Grace and his best friend. And, mm. uh, but it's really difficult to do that. Jane Jensen managed to do that. Um, but it's really, so as you said, with these two characters, with this, with the girl who's always talking about herself and the guy who's always very neat, I would, I think I would probably get very annoyed very quickly. <laughs> yeah. And I guess the thing like is you can that, say, well, it's, it's a short game. It's two and a half hours. So it's quite true. hard to build that story. But then look at Gone Home. That was done in two yeah, hours. And, in two hours. Or, although it's a very different stuff. It's all, that was a much more Tacoma. environmental. Yeah. Tacoma. Yeah. Although they're very much like environmental storytelling rather than, you know, this isn't, that doesn't have environmental storytelling. It's all done through the and it is voice acted as I said but it, the dialogue is on, on screen although you can't skip it which uh, again is slightly annoying yeah. um, but um, yeah or, or, you know you you can do a good story and a good game in two hours or even less yeah. so I, We've, I mean yeah. there are plenty of examples as you mentioned yeah. Gone Home <laughs> or uh, or what what is the is it the vanishing of Ethan no not the vanishing of Ethan character what's the game what that remains I of Edith Finch yes thank you I mean <laughs> I I've heard good I got that from that. <laughs> <laughs> that that was great that was about two hours and yeah. there were different stories um, from different families. Um, but yeah, what was the metal detecting part like? What was the gameplay? Yeah, so, so like it's I said, a, it's yeah. not real gameplay. Like I enjoyed it at the beginning. Yeah, you so, be, yeah, like, so oh, this is what, was cool. it repetitive or was it um, yeah, interesting? Just, did, did it keep your interest? Obviously you're getting different, you're picking up different things and there's a little tally, mm. I think, of how many you collect. Uh and you can, you, you pause for like a lunch break and you get the decision. Do you actually want to continue on a bit and do the lunch break? But once you realize like it's all like, I guess there's some interest in finding new items, but mm. it wasn't like most of the stuff is like a hairpin, a tractor pedal. Like they're not that exciting items. Once in a while, I guess the point is you do find cool stuff, but I, it wasn't, it didn't really motivate me to want to continue on doing it. Once, once you kind of realize, oh, this isn't about finding, you know, going in specific particular places in the field and finding stuff it's just mm. a kind of artificial timed thing then that kind of lessened the interest for me i could be wrong in saying that's how it's put together but that's how it felt playing right yeah that felt artificial yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's a shame because it looks beautiful just from the screenshots yeah. and from the summit you mentioned lead developer of everybody's gone to the rapture which i've heard really good things about but yeah, um designer yeah the designer, yeah. But yeah, at least it, it's short, so people want to check it out. I presume, uh, you know, the, the, the price, I don't think, seems to be, I suppose, you know, 10, it's 10 euros for two hours. Mm. Uh, so people have to make up their own minds. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Um, okay. So that was the magnificent truffle pigs. Uh, so thank you, Laura. 
And now we go to something a little bit different. Um, Thomas, you had a chance to play The Corruption Within. Now, I, I spoke to the developers, uh, Dave, Seaman, and Aviv, and, um, and they actually convinced me that when I was listening to them speak, they convinced me to get the game, which I did, but I haven't had a chance to play it because of good weather and Euros. Um, so, um, but Thomas, you got a chance to play it. So what, what is this game about and what did you think? Yeah, this is a classic point and click adventure game. So this is, this is very retro, right? This yeah. Is, <laughs> yeah. This is, um, uh, I backed it on Kickstarter. Oh, okay. So I got the game uh, when it was released, and I finally uh, had a, uh, some time to play it last week. Uh, this is about uh, you, you play someone who literally loses his family while they are out in the woods. Uh, this takes place in like Victorian era England. And you start looking for them, and you come across uh, a, a, a mansion, and there is all sorts of things wrong there. And a classic point-and-click adventure in the in the broader sense of the of the word. There's inventory. There's inventory puzzles. You, you walk around. You talk to people. I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, it's not a. It didn't take me that long to uh, to finish it. I think it was uh, slightly under three hours for me to finish it. Okay. And uh, I enjoyed it uh, uh, a lot. The story is good. Story is very good. The graphics are, uh, uh, yeah, it's it's all pixel art, but it's 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 done very well. It really is done in a way to invoke classic adventure games of old. But the gameplay is much smoother. It does. It, it's basically you either look at something or you use or pick up something, and you can use your inventory to use the items on the on the environment. There are several choice moments during the game where you have to make a choice. And that choice affects the ending in a way that you can, uh, you can finish the game. And then after, after you finish the game, you get, okay, this happened and this happened and this happened because you made this choice and this happened okay. because you made this choice. So there oh, is a, okay. I like there's that, a, yeah. a, a bit of a, a replayability in it, but those choices do not affect how you finish the game. If you catch my drift. So, hmm. um, they, they have, uh, like, at, at least as far as I know, it's like, uh, to give an example, you find an item and then you get the, the screen choice time. What are you going to do with this item? And then you get, for instance, the opportunity like, I'm going to sell it for money or I'm going to uh, give it to a museum anonymously or I'm going to give it to a museum and make sure they know it's coming from me. <laughs> that Those are the kind of choices. And those choices then uh, at the end of the game, they uh, tell you how... Uh, your life proceeded afterwards. Oh, okay. So it's a it's a okay, it's a yeah. fun uh, fun addition to the yeah. uh, to the game. So I've I've tried several. Um, well, I've, I think I found all six um, choice moments. Uh, I might replay it again in the future just to make some different choices at those points. The puzzles are are good. Uh, they're they're not particularly challenging. There was one moment where mm. I uh, reached out to a developer because I thought there was a bug, but that wasn't the case. I just <laughs> hadn't because what 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 uh, this is the kind of game where if you if something happens, you you have to go back and talk to people again because they now have something different to tell. And that uh, I didn't realize that at first. So I thought, hey, I did this. Why am I not getting access to this thing? Because I was supposed to, I fixed this puzzle. Now I should be able to do this. So my first, my first thought was, oh, is this a, is this a bug? Maybe, but no, I needed to talk to someone first before I could do that. Um, 
was that um, was that annoying having to like go back and do that or did it kind of make sense within the game mm. it wasn't like oh a... yeah it made it, it all okay. made sense within the game so it uh, wasn't it didn't feel like backtracking or anything did it just randomly trying to talk to people or no and it's not like the game is so big that it's taking up a lot of time right uh you you can save regularly and uh yes go, uh, sorry it has both <laughs> out, it has both auto save and manual save <coughs> I just I played it. I, I finished it in in an afternoon, and I enjoyed it a lot. So I would definitely recommend this uh, to people who like uh, classic adventure games, but also who like uh, just regular adventure games. And it's it's as this is uh, as far as I know, this is their first game. It was uh, it it gave me a, it gives me a lot of um, confidence that their next game will be longer. Mm. And, and who's uh, it? Who's it by? Sorry. Oh, uh, Cosmic Void and Dave Seaman are the developer, and Cosmic Void is also the publisher. So uh, Dave Seaman made uh, the Captain Disaster games. Okay, yeah. Um, and uh, co- what, what the Cosmic Void? He also uh, he made Void Breach. Yes, and um, Cipher yeah. Seraph. And yes, Cyber Seraph. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so far their uh, cooperation is uh, resulting in a fun game. Yeah, th- thank you very much. And so, so did the 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 the, okay, so the story stuck the landing? You think, and you're obviously without giving any spoilers, but you think with the with the mystery game because sometimes mysteries, um, when they're resolved, uh, mightn't be satisfact uh, satisfactory. But from what I'm seeing, from what other reviews I'm reading, people generally did seem to like the story. So, what uh, do you think it resolved satisfactorily? Do you think it was? I thought it did. Yeah. Okay, yeah. that's cool. I, uh, uh, I was not left with a bad taste in my mouth or anything at the end mm. it was like okay this is a, a very enjoyable game and uh, there are some horror cool. elements in it that um, that are well in place it's it's really you know if you're if you're familiar with victorian horror literature or uh, in, in general then you will definitely like this because it really draws from uh, from that well and it uses a few uh, tropes mm. in a good way yeah I, I i definitely recommend this cool no i'm really looking forward to playing it um and if people want to know more about this game, more about how Dave Seaman and uh, Vive got together to make this game and everything about this game, you can listen to my interview with them because they were great to talk to. <laughs> they were absolutely fantastic. Uh, so no, I'm delighted to hear that uh, you liked it and the game seems to be good. I hope it's doing well. And I look forward to playing it myself. This was next on my list uh, after the game, which I'm going to talk about now. Um, and hope, well, I'm sure the weather will get worse at some point. <laughs> and, we, uh, and we'll have more time indoors again. But yeah, that is the corruption within. And so thank you, Thomas. And this is available on Steam, right? I don't and, know if it's yeah, available. And itch, I think. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, so that is the corruption within. So thank you, Thomas. Right, so uh, now the game that I have played that I can finally talk about <laughs> is The Forgotten City. Now, this is the second game that I've played uh, with the word forgotten in it. Uh, the other game was Forgotten Fields. Uh, so there could be some sort of trilogy there <laughs> with uh, Forgotten. But no, it's got nothing to do with Forgotten Fields. So uh, this is, in this game, you, uh, when you play as yourself, basically, in the present, in modern times, and for reasons which I'm not going to give away, because even though I have the beginning of the game, I don't want to give, you know, spoilers, because it's kind of a surprise. Uh, you go back in time to the Roman period. And uh, not only that, but you go to a city that is underground, and people there kind of are stuck there. So you want to try and get back to your time, to the present day, 
but then you realize that uh, you speak to the magistrate and he says that everybody is living under what's called the golden rule. So basically what that is, is if one person in the city commits a sin, then everybody dies. <laughs> everybody... Yeah, so everybody would be turned to gold. So you can imagine, I mean, in the real world, if that was the case, we'd all be dead. It'd be gold within a second. (laughs) So in this scenario, there's not too many, there's about 20-ish people in the city, but if one of them commits a sin, uh, then everybody dies. Now, thing is, you can also commit a sin, which I found out because as an adventure game player, I was rooting through people's, uh, you know, personal items in the rooms, and it said, money, steal? And I said, yes. And then, well, it all went to hell. But the thing about this game, this is a time loop game. So you need to go back, run back to the portal, which is easier said than done, and it's quite tense. And then you realize that you start back at the beginning of um, when you go back to the Roman time. What you need to do then is you need to find out who is most likely to commit a sin and then try and stop them from committing a sin so you can create a paradox and so this doesn't happen and you can go back to your present time. Uh, so that's the setup. Now, I really, really liked this game. I absolutely loved it. It's, uh, it's, it's really good. It's a non-linear investigation game. So one of the things I liked is that you can choose kind of which direction you go. Uh, you have a, you can choose if you click, uh, the Y button on the controller or the E button, I believe, in the keyboard, you see a list of objectives. So you know, like Disco Elysium had the primary objectives and then the other optional objectives. So you have all these objectives, but then again, if you click a button, uh, you don't see them anymore, so they don't take up space in the UI on the screen. So you can choose again which objectives to do first, which characters to talk to. Most of the puzzles are mainly uh, dialogue based, so there's a lot of dialogue in this game uh, when you speak to different characters. And so you just have to travel around the city, speak to different characters, again, try and find out who is possibly going to commit the murder or if there's more than one person then help them out with different things find out more about them find out more about what's going on like why is there a time loop why are you in uh this uh historical roman period and just try and find your way back there's also some cases where there's some modern day humor which the developers value which i thought was funny there's one case where you can explain to one of the roman characters what a meme is uh-huh. <laughs> and it, it was quite funny or um there was one character that said something like oh i uh you know i've had a pretty tough time lately and you can choose to respond tell me about it i've lived through a pandemic yeah, okay. so they have modern references which i think work work well uh, the voice acting is really, really good from all the characters. They're all professionally voiced. And again, they were all, you know, really, really good. Uh, the writing is really good because you can be, you care about all the characters. You get to learn about all the characters. They're complex characters as well. Uh, this is also similar in a sense to Be Honest to Sky. There's a version of virtual theater where all the characters have their own lives, go around their own thing. But I think it's not a bit better to be on a steel sky. There were a few moments where I was trying to find characters and I couldn't find them because they weren't where they were previously. But okay. but they were kind of, they have a shorter distance. Like they do go to different areas that are not um, as far generally. So later on you discover, oh, this character, he usually goes to a garden, for example. And that's where your chances you, you'll find them or if not around that area. Uh, so I think that worked uh, really well. It doesn't feel repetitive, uh, the time loop, because that was my main concern going into this game. Mm. But it, it, it doesn't work. They, they do things really well that 
Um, what you can do is when you do it again and again, go back to the same and you meet the first character, you can tell him, okay, look, we've been here before. <laughs> My name okay. is whoever. So you and... get to skip dialogue. It's, it's a yeah. bit like with the overboard. Can you like move on to? Yes, yes, you can, yeah. you can just move on. And they're like, oh, really? Oh, okay. Yeah, I guess, uh, I'll yeah. take your word for it. And then some of them are like, wait, why? But it's different. So you can, you don't have to have the exact same conversations over and over. And also, if you have already completed some objectives or if you've taken some items, you don't need to take them again. You don't need to do the same tasks again. Again, what you can do is tell a character, look, can you do this for me? This is going to happen. Don't ask questions, but just go give this item to this character and I'll go off and do something else. Um, so you don't need to repeat the uh, task that you've already so, done before. So you're getting a Groundhog Day vibe from this? Yes, uh, definitely. So it's again, so it's the same thing happening over and over again. Um, it also looks beautiful. Uh, it's in 3D, but, and I think it was made by three or four people, but it looks incredible that you go in this fully realized city and, you know, you just look around and everything to me just looked beautiful. Maybe even better than Beyond the Steel Sky. I don't mean I love Beyond the Steel Sky, but to me, this looked really, really good. And if you go up to a character again, when they just turn around, they just felt natural. Um, and, and again, it's another thing. I didn't encounter any bugs and I played a preview version. I'm looking to play a preview version, but there was no bugs that I encountered. This game is really, really well made. Um, also what I, another thing I liked is that there are multiple solutions to puzzles. So, or multiple ways to That's enter cool. a place. So you can do things different ways. So again, for example, if you need an object, you can try convincing a character to give you the object. You can do other puzzles or you can simply steal it and then run back to the portal <laughs> and then you have it. Now there could be consequences for that as well. Now it would have been nice if there had been a map. It's not a huge area, but I did, especially beginning was a bit overwhelming and I was like, Oh, I really would have liked the map. Uh, to know where I'm going, but you know, it, it was fine. There are some platforming elements. Now, again, most of these are optional, but I did find these to be quite difficult. Um, there, but again, I said there are multiple solutions. There is one. Well, I've, I've played platform, I've played a platformer with you. I'm not sure if it's entirely <laughs> up to the game or up to your reflexes. Yeah. So it could be me. Definitely. Uh, it's, I, I'll hold my hands up. Um, <laughs> but I don't think I was the only one, Thomas, but anyway. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Ooh, let's start. No, I, I'll hold my hands up. I did find it difficult, but again, most of them were optional. There is one task, one objective, which does have more action and platformy bits, but but again, this is optional. And the game itself tells you before you choose to accept this task, um, it says uh, uh, you can only choose this if you don't mind action uh, or platform or horror elements. Uh, so I thought it's nice of the game to give us advance notice. And, um, and another thing you could do, Laura, you might be interested in is you could choose to go around killing the characters if you so wished. Lovely, yes. I, I haven't done that, but I believe um, from the trailer, you can. So I was going to say, in the trailer, it seems to be, I saw, it looks like you're holding a bow and arrow. Yes. Can you yes, do you that? Can, so. Yes. Uh, you can get that later on in the game. You can get a bow and arrow. And uh, if you, if you, so, I mean, I haven't killed these characters. I have uh, used it for this particular task but you can and then see what happens and then go to the now then you presume you'd have to run back to the portal um but there are as i said it's non-linear and different i haven't discovered everything i got one and there are four possible endings i got one ending rather more quickly than i expected because i was uh, doing a task and then 
uh, next thing I realized, I was at the end. And I was like, oh, Jesus, I did not expect this. But again, it was very tense and very suspenseful. And this ending, it, it doesn't resolve all the mysteries of the game, uh, but it's, it is satisfying um, itself. But then clearly the developers want you to go back and play it again. Now, there are manual saves again, so I don't have to go back to the very beginning. Uh, because also I, was, I just realized that there was kind of like a puzzle at the end uh, that I was starting through and then I realized, oh wait, actually this game ended, but you can go back and, okay. uh, and replay it. And so that took me about nine hours, just that first playthrough. Okay. Um, and as I said, yeah. And as I said, there is, there is very little that I found kind of wrong with it. So the, I had difficulty with the platforming elements, but they're optional. Um, overall, I really, really like this game. It's, or it was originally a mod from Skyrim, and I believe yes. it's really popular. It's well, had over three million downloads, and so the developers have made this into an actual game with a full story. But it's, it's really well written. I was really invested all the way through, and you know, with some, now there are some difficult topics. I mean, there's poisoning, there is, you know, suicide. I know it's kind of, it's not exactly a horror. Uh, game. There are some horror elements. Um, but again, it's, these topics are done really, really well. And the developers have clearly done their research into the Roman period because you do discuss with the magistrate, like you can tell him that you find certain parts abhorrent, like the gladiators and the slavery and the women. And then he's, you know, he defends like, no, this for us is normal. Now again, people probably won't agree, but then he's able to say, well, actually from what you're saying, in your time, in your era, things aren't all rosy either. So, um, so I really, really liked it. Um, and I hope this game does well. I hope people uh, play this game, but huge credit mm. to the developers. As I said, I found no bugs. It was completely clean experience. That's, uh, you know, nothing odd. And again, this game is so ambitious and it works. And I was really, really happy to say that because I was really mm. looking forward to this game. And as we all know, some of the games that are released this year, that we were looking forward to maybe didn't quite hit the expectations that we were hoping for. But this game, I'm really happy to say that I absolutely loved it. I think this would be close at least to my top adventure games of the year, which I'm delighted to say. We'll see again because may maybe there'll be other amazing games. We've had an amazing year so far. So that is The Forgotten City. I could spend hours, but I'll just say I would highly recommend it. Um, and it's from Modern Storyteller uh, with the developers, and it's published by Dear Villagers. Uh, so, uh, yeah. I don't know if you guys want any more. <laughs> I think I've spoken it's, a lot about so, it. I but, mean, uh, I love time loop games, so I don't know if you ever played the Sexy Brutal. Um, no. Which isn't, yeah, I definitely recommend playing that. I'm looking forward to Death Loop when that comes out. Death Loop, and 12 Minutes as well yeah, is coming out minutes, so in August. They're very uh, of the time at the moment, these these time loop games. So it's maybe because real life feels like a time loop. At the <laughs> Quite right. Every maybe. day the same. But as I said, this for me, they did a time loop because I was thinking, how are they going to do this? Is it going to be repetitive? And for me, it wasn't that they've handled this really, really well. So just about every aspect of the game, I enjoy. I think the developers did really well. Um, so yeah, that is a forgotten city. Uh, so hopefully people won't forget this game. Hey, there we go. <laughs> Had to go one. <laughs> no reaction at all. Uh, so well, I'm sure people are laughing, listening. <laughs> did, he, did he cut out there for a bit? Because I, I, I saw did, his mouth yeah. move, but I didn't hear anything coming out. So. Also, also, you didn't hear the joke. I need to say it again. Then. Nope. <laughs> uh, so I think that, that is it. Um, I know we haven't played so many <laughs> games because of 
well, football and weather, but we've covered a lot, I think. Three games in a month isn't, you know, isn't Isn't. terrible, especially like yours was nine hours, so. Yeah, (laughs) and I was able to finish, and I do continue to keep playing it, but. Yeah. um, So, yeah, do you guys know what you're playing? Well, Laura, you're playing an interesting game at the moment. I am, actually, yeah. So I'm playing this game, which I'll definitely have finished by the time the next uh, thing comes around, uh, called Astralagaster, which I think you you might have known. It was at Adventure X last time it was on, and it's basically like a comedy interactive novel set in Elizabethan times uh, where you play this guy, Simon Foreman, who was a real-life person Mm. uh, who was basically an astrologer that people kind of went to with their medical problems um and it's got all these real life characters um who did go and see him and basically the developers have taken his journals from the time and made it into a game really and obviously like dramatize it and made it kind of fun to to play but yeah it's it's really it's like i said it's an interactive novel but i'm really enjoying it. it's very well yeah. done and very funny so yeah i'll, I'll tell yeah, you a bit I, more about that i, th- cool. I, think, I actually uh, interviewed the developer i think that was one of the two demos that i did not manage to play at adventure mm. back then yeah. I don't so think many. I played a demo either, but I because there there was people always at the demo. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> That's the reason. Yeah. Not not because I didn't want to, but there was no, always no, people I know. playing. Yeah, it. I I, um, I did manage to get on, but only for like a short amount of time. But yeah, yeah it's, no, it's but so I, uh, people can check out my interview with the developer as well, which I who I interviewed a couple of years ago. But that's good. Cool. Any idea what you're playing next, or just wait and see? <laughs> Oh, what's so after that? Sorry. Oh, God. Um, well, I'm probably planning ahead too much. <laughs> can I not finish that and then have a yeah, well, I'm you all, can. I finished Bloodborne. I'm, I'm playing Demon Souls at the moment, but that's not an adventure game. Um, but it's by the okay. same people who did that. And cool. uh, probably Erica, but that, I mean, we've already talked about that, but I'm, okay, yeah. I'm interested in playing that. I'd be, I'd be curious to know what you thought, um, yeah. regardless. But uh, yeah, and Thomas, you know what you're, I mean, again, I know this weather <laughs> where. We're we're probably enjoying the weather a lot, so yeah, this weather makes well. I I also have some uh, some medication that makes me extremely tired, so I'm not always uh, yeah. have the energy oh. to uh, to do a lot. <laughs> but I hope uh, to uh, be playing the shore, which is a, a Lovecraftian Ooh. game. Oh wow! Um, and I don't know if I uh, what I'm going to do after that. We'll see. Okay. I have plenty of choice. That's choice okay. is not the yeah. issue. Yeah, we have a lot of choices. We cool. Well, I hope to continue to finish uh, Forgotten City. Uh, I won't forget. No, okay, I won't say that. I <laughs> uh, hope to play the Corruption Within. And, um, you should play that one in between. Uh, I mean, you, it, it will yeah, take you an afternoon. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's a short enough game. I wanted to play that, and uh, hopefully, again, we'll see. Um, I'll be playing at some point a Strange Land, um, the new game from Wajitai uh, Studios and from yes, developers yeah. of Primordia. I've heard some good things about that, so I want to try and uh, get that done. So, uh, so I think that is it for this. Well, this month because we are monthly at least for the summer. And, uh, well, we're having a great summer, as we've mentioned. So we will be back uh, in August. Yeah. Um, before that, um, I'll be uploading my interview with Silvernode Studios, who uh, who discussed their game Nine More Lives. They were supposed to release this game this year. But again, because of COVID and everything else, just life in general, they have pushed back the release date. But I'm uploading the interview with them because they're really cool guys. And I hope that people listen to this interview and find out more about their game which uh, demo I really enjoyed playing so I'm looking forward to that as well uh, so that will be at the middle of August I believe August 13th 
Uh, and then we will be back at some point at the end of August uh, talk about the game that we've been playing. So again, thank you for listening, everyone, and hope you enjoy your summer or winter, depending on where you're listening. Thank you, so. and uh, keep on questing. Bye. <laughs>